Hit it, Arbella. All right, all right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Zakutaku. I'm Jose, and I'm here with uh, the co-hosts and the boys, Garcil and Mark. What up, guys? So uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can pull out for this for this series, because I really, uh, you know... It's uh, it'll be interesting. So uh, go ahead and take us away, uh, whoever's taking us away. <laughs> Who usually takes us away? Right. So, uh, Victory Gundam taking place thirty years after our, our most beloved F ninety one. This time around, we follow Uso Uwin. I've been calling him Irwin completely. Oh my. <laughs> All right, I've been so, calling him Ewin. Damn it! You're closer than us. We, we've yeah. been at it hard. Right, so obviously he's the new type. Uh, he joins up with the League of Militaire in their fight against the Zarkon Empire, Z- Zan Scare Empire. My bad. Right, we watched twelve episodes. Uh, well, we already kind of know what Jose has to say. Mark, what about you? So at first, the first I think it was like five or six episodes of the series. Uh, I was kind of tuning out because it was very, very repetitive. And also kind of confusing because the series starts out um, oh, with I, an episode. Real quick. Oh, yeah, so go ahead. I, looked, I looked it up. So our episode one was originally intended to be episode four, but they wanted to show off the victory Gundam. So that's why that's why that little hiccup happened. Okay. I thought so. I actually, um, I went back and watched like two just to make sure that I didn't accidentally watch like a different episode first. Because it yeah. does start out in the middle of a conflict that begins in a future episode. And so it's kind of weird to watch it. Because I was watching episode one and then I watched episode two. And I'm like, wait, this happened before episode one. What the heck's happening? And and then that, like, and they stay in the same setting for like five or six episodes. And that setting is very boring. And the background, boring. yeah, and it's not, there's not a lot of things to grab your attention in that forest area it's pretty like it's just boring to watch and the animation is kind of stiff so when they do have a fight or a conflict it's pretty it's not that fun to watch i i guess i would say um we, we did also come off of uh stardust memory looked fantastic so and was fantastic yeah but still i mean even in comparison to like zeta and stuff it just wasn't as fun to watch even double zeta double zeta was at least like kind of interesting during the, some of the battles uh, what i'm gonna disagree there well but I, I also feel that my bias against double zeta is also speaking right now so well i, I won't say further I texted our group conversation about the about how this the first couple episodes of this felt like the first couple episodes of Double Zeta where it was just dragging. At least it didn't drag as long as Double Zeta because it I feel like it did start to pick up um later on past episode 6 and I actually started to to get in, kind of invested into what was going on, but those first 6 episodes, I mean it's like a it's like a trek through that, but once you get there, I mean it's kind of good, which we'll go into later, kind of make that watch a bit harder and some of them later on make it a, a little more enjoyable i will say right now i only care about one character in the series uh there's two i like i mean yeah i'm um, actually in three i mean you really care about one character <laughs> I, I probably think like one or two of them are cool but it's uh, yeah. one character so from forward to continuing uh because of what happens between episode six and episode 12 um but as far as getting into it, it was kind of a rough start. Right, Jose, you wanna you wanna explain your grievances quicker? <clears throat> All right. First off, before I start everything that I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna put this out there. 
And, uh, you know, hold up before you go on it's some major rant that I'm assuming you're about to go on. (laughs) It's a preface of something of some sort. Go ahead. (laughs) I'll just give my thoughts real quick. I have nothing really good to say. Nothing really bad to say. It's mid more or less. I do. I do like Uso better than I did Judo at the start. So yeah, there's that for me. I am. I can agree with that. I, uh, it didn't take Mark having to tell me several different times that it's getting good. He actually started (laughs) series around episode 10 not 9 10 i would say i started getting a bit more invested but other than that yeah i, I could keep watching all right jose take your rant all right uh let me start off by saying so recently uh i've been hearing that uh yushiyuki tomino the you know the big the big cheese the writer and director of pretty much most of the gundams that we've watched so far the og of ogs um I hear that he likes to talk a lot of shit, and he's been, <laughs> you know, from uh, from for Neverworld recently. I heard he was talking some shit about Kibetsu no Yaiba, which I'm not a really like. I'm not a particular fan of the series or anything, but I don't take away from anything. And he's just talking mad shit, and he just sounded like a hater. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, dedicate this roast for uh, you know on behalf of Kibetsu no Yaiba. Because Yoshiyuki Tomino, basically so far, to me, has shown that every Gundam that he continuously works on is on a downward trek. And this series is just more and more. This series was like, uh, so far in the episodes that we've watched, uh, these 12 uh, Victory Gundam episodes, this shit has been 10 times more effective than melatonin at putting me to sleep. Like, uh, this shit is just bland as fuck. It's just, the characters are mostly forgettable. Some of them have, like, you know, their their bright spots and whatnot. The good thing that I can say about the main character, Uso, is um, I do like that he comes off <clears throat> he comes off as very uh, a, a mostly likable character. Uh, he's very realistic in his portrayal, like in what you would expect of certain things. Um, you know, and then you got other characters, like, uh, you, you got, uh, Gender Ben, Harley Hartwell, uh, what's her name? Uh, you know who I'm talking, yeah, Miss Marbell, or whatever the, you know, shot in the leg and can never move, or whatever she, you know, is her shtick. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then you got Jedi Master Shock T, and then you got that annoying baby that just never stops crying every time that it's awake, so, uh, that she just has tied to a rope on the, on the, on her back. It's just like, you know, this fucking kid, dude. Jesus. Um, and then, who else have we got? Who else is a character in the series? Then you got, um, the guy, what's his face? The, the masked guy, he's like, she, he's come, he comes off as the Char guy. Yeah, Chronicle. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, he's, he's alright. He's pretty cool, so far. Uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie either, I don't even remember what happened to him. I don't remember most of the shit that happened so far. If you want, if you ask me what is the point of the series, I literally cannot tell you. Wait, it's what about your just, favorite character, Gary? It's not just a, who's Gary? <laughs> who the fuck is Gary? Uh, who the fuck is Gary? No, wait, I remember. No, this is one of, uh, this is one of those pilots that got shot down, right? That's on the Zanstar, or whatever the faction is. He's, he was working with Trump, and he was calling everybody else the white bastard or something. And the rats. <laughs> yeah, the rats. That's the, that's probably the best line that's, you know, been said in the series. One of those guys was like, you rats! And, uh, I like to say that, you know, you fucking rats, but, um, I don't know, it's just, like, everything is so forgettable, and it, it, again, here's where I go with the whole kind of, you know, he, he keeps going, Tomino so far 
He's a writer and director of this series. He's he was a writer, writer and director. director. I looked it up and it said that he's a writer and director. I but maybe just uh, looked it maybe up it's and he's wrong. not the he's not the writer. He's the director. All right. Well, uh, still, so far he's worked as the director in most of the other good series. Uh, you know, the original MSG Zeta, which was awesome. <clears throat> so he had like a very good thing going with the original MSG. Uh, the original Gundam, great, good start, solid all around. Uh, Zeta Gundam elevated everything, it was just so much better, uh, in a lot of ways. The action was freaking beast, and, uh, nothing but mostly good things to say about it, with nitpicks here and there. Um, even the bad stuff, it's, like, bad enough that it's funny to me, and makes it endearing, and it just ultimately becomes a good thing. Uh, Double Zeta, yeah, we, we freaking sharded on that series in the beginning so much, but, you know, at least it, it felt somewhat consistent to some extent in, in the things that it was trying to keep up and trying to, you know, cover new ground and being like, <laughs> being like a slapstick comedy. Sure, we didn't necessarily like that, but at least it stuck to that most of the time. Um, Shard's counterattack was fun, was, you know, good fun, and, uh, but here's the thing. Every Zeta. Double Zeta was, like, where we just were like, wait, what the fuck? What's happening with all our, our characters that we, we, uh, the, the whole thing with wrapping up Camille's story was dick, it was sharp, uh, okay. alright. Right what this day. is... Victory Gundam, back on topic, yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 right now, I know, I was, I, I've just made it full circle. What this has been culminating to is that Victory Gundam, Gundam is very dull. Victory Gundam is just another fucking story where it's, oh, kid, bad, war equals... Kid, mixed kid with war, and it's bad. Yes, it's bad for his psychological standpoint. It's bad for the kids in society. Don't send kids out to war. Yeah, we fucking get it already. That's what the freaking first three series were about. Jesus, how many times are you going to beat us with that fucking same old shit over and over again? And I don't like that it gets beaten it with through, like, super blatantly through another character. What's her name? Katagina, or the blonde chick that you were trying to, you were trying to think that, I was going to be convinced or swayed or be seduced by because she shows some skin. No, I don't even like her character. Like, when you get to her, when you start talking about her, I'll go more in depth. But, you know, there ain't no skin that so far is going to convince me by the character that she is right now. But, you know, other than that, it just feels like this series feels more like in Return or like The Last Jedi, in which they beat you with that one arc with Finn and Rose, like, oh... Uh, by the way, spoilers for that shitty movie. Um, oh, uh, you know, war, profiteering off of uh, people suffering is bad. And animal cruelty is bad. That's like, it's that thrown in your face in this series so far. And it's just so dull. It's just like, does this guy have any other ideas? And it just like, I'm harping on him. Because, uh, first off, it's just a perfectly valid uh, time to harp on him. Because he talks shit. <laughs> and uh freaking tomino so uh, this series is just like i don't know it's just we'll see where it goes from you know in the next few episodes i'm not gonna lie the, the other day i was gonna thug life it because i didn't even watch all the episodes because i couldn't because some of them weren't loading but i didn't even feel like i was missing anything i just i i missed i skipped episode seven and episode eight and then just watched it like you know because those were the only ones that weren't loading but then i watched these ones and it still didn't really feel like anything was happening it's just like i don't know people were just farting around all over the place i don't even remember what the point is for anything who are these people these uh knockoff 
Feder these knockoff Zeon dudes that just like I don't need, I don't know, dude. I, I just, God, I'm I'm my brain's like spazzing out. I'm just gonna hand it to you guys. When you guys get to a certain character, I'll tell you what that character means because I just this series jumbles my brain. It's just it's not like something that's absurdly bad. That's just like really badly done, like in the same way that F ninety one does. F ninety one was done. Uh, like rushed and just you know lacking in a lot tired of, of the formula yeah but it's it's not even just that i'm tired of the formula but it's that he's just like sticking to it in the same exact way with little variations so hard uh, it's just it's kind of boring at this point not only is it boring but the production values of this specific series so far they look worse than like the older series like i legit think that the only one i'm not the only one okay. yeah it does I legit... look bad <clears throat> yeah, I it legit looks too think that, like yeah, that and it's just fucking plain. Like everything is just yeah. like an uh the coloration for like the backgrounds, the characters. There's little detail to anything. The animation is like as you said stiff. It's just the presentation is not particularly good. I would say it's not like it's gonna make your eyes bleed horrible, but it's just like if you were grading it, you you wouldn't give it like an A or anything. You just you, if you were honest with yourself, you, you'd probably give it like, oh, it's passing. It's like a C. But, you know, just just where we have come to and where we have been with the series before, it just feels really lazy. This series just feels so far, in these first 12 episodes, maybe, it's there's still plenty to come that could change my mind. But just based on, like, the presentation of it, it just feels really lazy. So, you know, yeah, you guys can uh, continue us forward. Jesus Christ, I'm not worth that. <laughs> Okay, so, Jose, would you, if it wasn't for the podcast, would you have watched this series? No, I would not have. Even for the podcast, I was literally starting to give up. Like, that's why I skipped some episodes. You have to maintain, you have to move forward. We have, because there might be some that are more boring than this. So you have to, (laughs) you have to stay on track. Can I be honest? Uh, this outline we're going off of, I wrote it before finishing the series. I think it was on episode eight when I wrote it. And it it, it, it did not change for the extra whatever episodes were left. It is pretty much the exact same. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not the most... I, I, I am hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that something happens. But Jose is kind of right. The formula of that we go into this these series and already know the plot, like, immediately like without even a young new type coming in piloting a gundam he shouldn't really be piloting but for whatever reason a bunch of adults think he's the best choice then he has to take on a uh, whole uh, empire (laughs) entire empire or in the case of camille he had to take on both zeon and the titans yeah so uh in that regard i can see why this is pretty stagnant uh at this point especially since as we continue we've been watching straight universal century this whole time we haven't had a break from it and up till this point it's always the same except for those two war in the pocket and stardust memory where the formula changed a little bit and we were interested oh it changed a whole um, lot this for those two. i mean stardust memory would probably be the closest to the series formula that we're used to but even then it was still pretty different yeah well, yeah, and, and that's... I mean, again, Cole uh, is not a new type. And that's, like, the best thing, one of the best things about him. Yeah, uh-huh. and and Bernie and, um... Yeah, right. Bernie... What was that? Bernie and Chris are also both not new types. <clears throat> yeah. And, Bernie isn't even a federation. Yeah, he's not. So he followed a different uh, group. And so, 
following i mean this is a different group too but it's the same kind of formula and it's just it's getting to, it's getting to the point where even the suits in the series that are supposed to be cool are mass produced just like the series that we're watching <laughs> another great criticism yes that's something that was pissing me off it's just like i don't know <laughs> shit so before we jump into the suits i think uh was there anything in between garcil oh no a lot of things between <laughs> Right, either way. So, hey, funny thing. How long has it been and the Federation is still around? So Yeah. So this time the enemy is the Zan Zanscare Empire and their army called the Bespa. I don't remember what Bespa means and I don't want to look it up right now. Slash yellow jacket, slash whatever. <laughs> whatever. There's a lot of people. Either way, of course, these new dudes have the Federation on their back foot. So now there's this uh League Militaire that I mentioned earlier. They're like they're they're like the new new AU or kind of like the AU in a sense. Either way, what are you guys expecting out of these guys? Because I can tell you right now, I don't expect a whole lot. AU or Zanscare? Both. <clears throat> so the AU or not AU League yeah, Militaire. Don't don't. don't <laughs> we might call it the AU here and there. <laughs> yeah, they're similar. They've got actually. Isn't Bespa slash Zanscare more similar to AU because they're trying to stop well, pollution like, of the world? What? Yeah, whatever. I'm pretty sure. I just anyway, like a second faction that isn't technically a part of the Federation or Veon that's fighting. That's, that's what I meant with the comparison to the AU. Yeah, so far we've only met like five people in it and they've just been driving around in trucks shooting uh, mobile suits with mobile suit mounted guns on the back of the their U-Hauls. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, 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 they're called uh, the camion or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know. The only cool thing about them so far is that like all woman team that's like actually pretty beast. Yeah, that's the only thing. The only thing that's good in this the fucking thing. The guy who's like their pimp. <laughs> they say yeah. that in the show. Miss Marbet mentions he's <laughs> like a pimp. They don't call him a pimp. <laughs> and that's a translation, so we don't even know if that's actually what it says, but it's still it's pretty funny. But yeah, I don't like the one I don't thing have that I can say is do any of you know any of the League Militaries names aside from Miss Marbet? Oh my gosh. Uh damn it. I looked it up earlier. I was looking up the name of, of the, the, the the purple haired one. Yeah, Oliver is the scientist guy. Oh yeah, he's the head of the strike team or their commander at least. Then I the know the purple head one, purple haired one. Helen and Junko part of, are part of the strike team. Yeah. Other than that, I have no idea anybody else. Also, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yes, it is strike team. It is not strike team. Strike team. And they say it's it's some word that means something to them. So. I don't know. They were supposed to be named after one of the characters because they were like a warrior or something like that. Like yeah. Fire. Was their name like Karen or something? I don't remember. No, that was Helen. Helen. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so far, it's pretty boring. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot. Ha I mean, there's a lot happening, but it's a lot of like repetition. Like some of the things just don't even make any sense. Like the, the Zanscare has seen like Uso piloting the Gundam and like four times now out of his cockpit and not done anything to him or the Gundam. Like they just fly by it and like, Oh, that's that white Gundam, that white bastard. We better, you know, better destroy it for, Oh wait, never mind. We're not going to, we're just going to fly away from it. It's like, what? So I don't, there's a lot of things that are happening in the story that, that make it to where we, <clears throat> let me use the word plot armor. That's the, that's the best way to sum it up. Like there's just things that are happening that shouldn't happen. Characters that are getting away unscathed when they shouldn't get away unscathed. And Uso gets saved a lot. He does, and like when Chronicles mobile suit, you know, uh, in the there's a portion where they're fighting, 
and Chronicles mobile suit loses one leg. He's piloting the Gundam. He he steals it from Uso, and Uso steals Zolo, which is one of their suits. And Chronicles, <laughs> one of Chronicles' leg gets shot off, and two of Uso's get shut off, shut off, and they both land. And then, <laughs> for some reason, <clears throat> Uso like uses the legs to he ejects them and like launches them onto Chronicles' suit, and the Chronicle just lays there while Uso gets out of his suit, climbs, walks over to the Gundam, climbs all the way up it, climbs into the cockpit, turns it on. And then starts walking with it. He's still like laying on the ground. And when he could clearly get up that whole time, it's like, come on, there, there's got to be, I mean, I can have some suspension of disbelief, but there, <laughs> there's a lot much. of stuff. Yeah. And like soldiers fire on like crowds of people. None of them get hurt. And Uso's <laughs> just standing point blank in the guy's like muzzle and d- nothing happens to him. Just stuff like that. It's just kind of like, come on, just put a little more effort into it. Make me at least believe that it that, that these things are happening. And that's kind of nitpicky, I guess, on my part. But when... Oh, oh, you want nitpicky? You want nitpicky? Listen, the Zanscare army and Bespa, their their main terrifying thing is that they use a guillotine, like an actual guillotine. Like... <laughs> A regular old knife, oh, well, not knife, a giant ass knife that just comes down and chops off your head. We're in a futuristic society. Why is it that a guillotine, something fucking used on Marie Antoinette, why is that the scariest <laughs> thing in the series? Dude, okay, I was watching one of the episodes and it was like, I think it was titled Guillotine, and uh, Uso was like dreaming about that. And he was so fucking scared. And then I think it shows up like the the next episode right after that they're bringing it out, and and everybody's like scared of it. <laughs> it was so stupid. I, what? Everybody's tripping balls. For one thing, Uso being scared of it makes sense. He's a kid. He ju- prior to him having those dreams, he saw somebody get executed on TV. I thought it was going to be some kind of like some kind of symbolic thing, but then they literally bring out a fucking guillotine. (laughs) Dude, I would have taken a fucking laser guillotine. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Speaking of which, um, since Mark mentioned uh, um, Mobile Suit Combat and Uso earlier, I'm going to put this out there. Dude, Uso is like the master of getting his fucking weapons destroyed. You know what? Let's just like, go into the victory Gundam right now. Hold on, hold on. I want to mention something because I want to try and make sense of the situation that you guys are having um, or talking about with the guillotine. You have to. Rem- uh, there's a lot of problems with this show, but I think that the guillotine kind of makes sense because if we look at the situ- uh, the area that they're in, they're fighting in, they're living in. These people don't have anything. They don't have technology. They have like a rundown library f- to get all their information from. Uso has like a <laughs> server room, and that's all he has. And it's they have machine data. guns and shit and grenades. Yeah, but it's more of like they're forcibly taking you up to the guillotine and putting your head in it and making other people watch you get your head chopped off is the kind of like scary thing, I guess. And these people are like, they've regressed. Like, the other thing is, I want to know is why, how, how did the Zanscare Empire come up with, oh, let's use a guillotine? Like, say it. <laughs> Didn't they say something about like it being like a scary tactic used by the old French in the show? I'm pretty sure they said that. So. I'll plug it now, dude. I'll take it. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> it, it's it's silly, I guess, but it's I can kind of make sense of it. Anyway, Uso totally got his weapons destroyed. Four weapons destroyed in the first four episodes. Two of them happened in 
episode four itself. That's a new record. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead, Carson. You guys want to just go in straight into the Victory Gundam? I think we have to. All right, so the titular Victory Gundam. It's got some combining shenanigans that I love so much from Double Zeta. And uh, I honestly can't really say much more about it. It is it is a, basically a mass-produced model. What yeah, and so why I wanted to jump into this before we talk about some of the characters that we might have a little bit more to say about uh, is that the Victory Gundam <clears throat> itself is... <clears throat> is a problem um and I, it's because it's it's carrying that name of gundam with around with it however it's not intimidating at all it's like it's a worse double zeta in every way shape and form it's not scary it's not game changing when it transforms it's like another just regular old suit that has uh, the Gundam V fin on it, and it sh- it gets blown up all the time. Its arms gets blown off, the midsection gets blown off, the legs get blown off, and then Uso all he has to do is eject that piece of it, and then it, they send out another piece, and it re- <laughs> like combine cons back together into the Victory Gundam. So it's just, and then we find out there's like more than one of them. There's like a lot of them. Which yeah, around episode s- ten, two two more just randomly show up, piloted by Oliver and Miss Marbet, and, and it's like, where did so, these come from? And it's not the issue of because we've seen more than one Gundam. We saw GPO one, two, and three. We we saw the Mark twos, and even going back to when we talked about the Mark twos, we said that one of the most disappointing things was that there was so many of them that it kind of took away that like special specialness of them. And we do all know that the gyms and stuff are just the mass-produced version of the Gundam, but having that Gundam there to be like the pinnacle of power is kind of cool just to see and to see that the the victory Gundam is just like a throwaway model I guess like each of the pieces is just they can just toss it in the trash and replace it ah to me it just it's kind of pathetic but it just makes it I don't like it as much because of that like it doesn't feel important and also I'm just so tired of seeing them fly around in that stupid core fighter that looks so dumb with the Gundam head sticking half out of it it's just it, i just don't want to see it anymore i'd rather just see a gundam i'd rather see a wave rider i'd rather see the double zeta where it's core fighter looks cool or and you know just having this ugly little thing fly around all, all the time and they can't blow it up it's like just little stupid jet just shoot it out of the air dude it's small you can't hit it it's not that oh, small <laughs> for the record it's yeah it's uh, not that small <laughs> the victory gundam is shorter than the rx-78 yes by a lot it's like three meters shorter right. yeah the victory gundam is 15.2 meters high while the rx-78 which is also on the shorter end of the gundams isn't it uh it's like a middle i'd say uh the new was huge the f-91 is small as well but yeah, the f-91 it looks cool looks cooler than the victory gundam reason <laughs> so yeah i don't know i just it's not it doesn't seem as special i guess i should say that yeah, that's what no, I'll, I'll let jose take it i agree wholeheartedly definitely 100 percent perfecto 100 hell yeah preach um they just they just like the victory gundam it's like a toilet you know piece of you know toilet paper roll it's just you know they're just wiping their ass with it all over the place shit's getting blown up they get stained and then they just throw it away and then they bring out another one it's just the uh, you know it's just crap it's pura basura it's just straight sharp they could do better they should do better but it just there's like no there's nothing that really sets it apart like mark was saying it's not unique it's not even unique in being like i'd even take it if it was like really bad compared to other ones but it was like the only one that they use like they like they give it some kind of underdog 
uh, approach behind like its its story and all that kind of stuff, but they don't. It's just all over the place. It's like, you know, what that guy was saying in the show. Fucking rats. They're all over the place. They're mating all over. They're mass producing. Uh, they're just spreading their rat feces all over the fucking place. And I'm just sick of seeing it. And it's only, we're only 12 episodes in. Like, it's just very unfortunate. But Let me run again. back what I what I said a little bit. <clears throat> so I know that in the future we're gonna see shows where the there's more than one Gundam or yeah there's more than one Gundam or we we see shows where the pilot is not necessarily piloting the Gundam, but in those shows they make it or even in past shows as well they make it clear that that's what's happening. Like this isn't the best of the best. We're piloting junk. We're piloting a Zaku. We're piloting you know a gym, and that's fine. Like that's cool I, I i'm okay with that because they say like eh, you know these are just normal people normal people piloting piloting what normal people would pilot and but this show is like it's the gundam it's so op and then you watch it and it's not so it, it, at least if they would have just prefaced it with that like oh yeah this is we just made it look like the gundam but it's like our mass-produced model i would have been like okay you know i can get with that but no, they're like, oh, it's the Gundam. This is the this is our victory. And then all, all the enemy pilots, when they see it or get into it or whatever, are like, they're wow, like this is amazing. Yeah, they call it that. Or when Chronicle gets in it, he's like, this is amazing. If we had these, oh my god, we would we would destroy everyone. It's like, and then you see it in action, even by like skilled pilots, and it's it's just not impressive. So I think that's the main issue I have with it is that it's not impressive, but in the show. The characters make it seem like it's some crazy thing and it's super impressive. Garcelle, you liked it though. <laughs> I said I liked it and then I saw three of them and then I saw it getting constantly destroyed and I wanted to walk that back. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's think, the problem. I think the combining is cool. I, I more or less like the design. It gets fucked up very easily. It, that, that's it that's basically it i don't like the combining because even back when we were talking about the double zeta that's the one thing i didn't like about it. it's like why would you why would you not have a suit that's sent out fully complete um everything's like well attached well equipped it's got all this stuff ready to go right out the gate why would you send out three pieces that could as we see in this series even there when you, they just get shot out, they get blown up sometimes. Pretty sure that ha that has happened on multiple occasions where they do send out a piece and it just gets destroyed before it even yeah. touches the the Gundam. Yeah, mm, makes it a bit impractical. <laughs> yeah, like they have all the pieces there ready to go. Why wouldn't they just send him out in the Gundam fully yeah. equipped? And these pieces are unpiloted, unlike the Double Zetas, where it's like three separate core fighters with different pieces that just detach and then combine. No, these pieces are completely unmanned. You have to line up with them and dock with them whoever designed that's trash <laughs> that's, it's the worst the worst gundam design ever god damn just it be, Tomino. i don't think he designed them no i know he didn't design them i'm just you know he's still the ultimate head of this shit though <laughs> yeah so i guess that's my rant on the victory i will be doing a breakdown of it later in the future when, when we see if it i know it does get replaced by something else and when it does get replaced that's when i'll you know, talk about it but right now i'm still kind of digesting it mark will have his corner probably next episode probably <laughs> right since we're uh, since we just talked about the victory gun how do we go into the the not zeon mobile suits oh don't okay. even get me started on those i'll let garcil talk first because i have a lot to say about these and it's not good so these guys also have a transforming and combining little shenanigans as the victory gundam so i 
So the initial suit that we see Uso piloting is called the Shock Coup. It is a kind of hornet. It kind of has like a hornet <laughs> motif. I think it looks cool. I'm not a big fan of the color, but I think it looks cool. I don't like the Zolos, which are the uh, Zakus in this. There are these, <laughs> these sick-ass motorcycle-looking things. Dreaming. Don't, don't give it up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are these cool motorcycle things. I don't know what they're called, but I think they're cool. Here are motorbike ripoffs? Yes. Yeah, this is fucking f- four kids Gundam. Even though people die, it still feels like that. Oh, Shit. Oh, I-, I got something about dying in a little bit, but let's wait on that. <laughs> uh, so the shock cue is cool. That's all I gotta say. I think that the beam rotors are s- dumb. Yes. <laughs> Mark, take it away. That is my whole rant. Those things are the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. What are those? Why are they there? Who thought that was a good idea to put beam rotors on the suits? Like, who? what designer who designed these uh, mobile suits for the show thought it was going to be a cool to have them be helicopter rotors on their arms? Toy sellers. They're not, maybe. though. I wouldn't buy that toy. I'd throw that toy maybe. down the trash. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch the beam rotors rotate as it gets flushed down the toilet. Maybe. It's, uh, so when they, like, go into civilian populated areas. Their boosters don't burn people to death. Like General Grievous's lightsaber spinning constantly. That's what they <laughs> justify it. They like use it as like a shield. It's like, no, dude, look at Uso. He's got a shield and it doesn't spin around in a circle. His suit doesn't need helicopter blades to fly around. Why do you have them? They don't make any sense. They're dumb and they're loud. Like they've multiple times in the show they've been like flying around and people are like oh what is that i hear are those beam rotors i hear it's like no duh we can hear you from 300 miles away because you got these stupid helicopter rotors on your gundam or mobile suits they called beam rotors yes i understand why they're called beam rotors it's so stupid the only reason the the only thing that i like them on are on the helicopters as helicopters yeah they're fine but when they're in a mobile suit and they're they (laughs) have their arm up and it's twirling around so they can fly Okay, for the record, yes, mobile, the mobile suits, the Zaku, the Solos, they do have boosters, which do allow them to fly. The beam rotors are supposed to make their liftoff quicker and be more maneuverable, but the Victory Gundam can do the exact same shit without it. And those other things, the, the, the grunt suits that the Shrike team oh. uses. They don't have beam oh, rotors. Yeah, the gun easies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have beam rotors on them. Can I say real quick? I, I really like the gun easies look. I knew you would. I knew you yeah. would. I, th- I think they look pretty, pretty all right, too. Oh, I, I like how they have the Gundam face like plate thing. The mat, the Gundam mask. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. But yeah, no, those uh, the enemy mobile suits are trash. They're the ugliest things I've ever seen. Uh, the, uh, I thought that the the yellow jacket one was cool until yeah. it, until it brought out the beam rotor. Until I saw that oh, beam, I was like, that thing's garbage. What? I thought you meant the eyes. I meant the eyes. Because uh, also, uh, the the Bespa do tend to have a bit more of a bug motif with their uh, mobile suit. We do see this really weird uh, creepy crawly in the opening. Yeah, we got away from a German World War II and now we're in the bugs. So that's where we are with those. Every time Jose, I did I you like them? No, I didn't. Every time I hear Bespa, <laughs> I, I want to say Bespin. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Jose. You didn't like the beam rotors? You didn't think they were sick? I think they're fucking stupid. (laughs) I I don't know why, but I wanted to like them. There was something about me that's just like, I want to like them, but they're just so impractical. Like, they take away one of the, they take away one of, like, the arm, like, did, okay, 
Um, I don't remember anything. So did they ever at least use, like, the beam rotors as, like, some chainsaw <laughs> melee move against somebody they else? Al- they only used it as a shield, I think. Fucking trash. No, those things suck. They're just impractical. They're slow, in my opinion, or they're at least, like... It, ma- like, it makes them at- faster. It does make them faster. They're supposed to, but, like, you, I don't know. They did never looked any faster compared to any of the other mobile suits that we were fighting against. The Both the Victory and the Gun Easies can do the exact same exactly so and then uh what was it again um that uh shit what was i gonna say i don't know they're just dumb oh they take one of the freaking arms away from like hey you could have you could be taking out your beam saber or something with the other arm while you're shooting (laughs) all right talked about literally everything else let's go ahead and talk about our boy uso what can we say about uso uh, he's our youngest hero he's at he's 13 12 or 13 uh the boy is an illegal immigrant to earth i think the first time we deal with the illegal immigrancy in uh in gundam so uh i have aside of what i said earlier i do like him better than i did judo initially anyways i i don't have much of an issue he seems almost the same as almost every other hero he's just a kid getting caught up in a war he should not be involved in but has to because hey he's the only one who can all right what do you what do you what do you guys think about our suit that's the best thing that i can say about him he's not a dick i like that (laughs) he's not completely he's not annoying (laughs) that's pretty much it or so what did you like about him i i didn't hate him initially that's that's it okay I thought Jose, Jose cut you off for a second there, so... Yeah, I, I was just going to make the joke about uh, what do you guys think about our soon-to-be-traumatized new type. Oh. But no, you know. He already is. He likes an older woman who got stolen. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So... Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's not he hasn't done he hasn't done anything annoying so far. He's um he hasn't tried to hit a woman. He has not tried to hit his little sister, which he does not have a little sister. But uh, Yeah, and it, and he just like takes it when they do try and hit him because he he's never been like disciplined before, I don't think. So when they do discipline him, the guys like telling him how to be disciplined. He's like, "Square up your legs, square up your arms, hat off." And then just like punches him in the <laughs> in the face. <laughs> So he he takes it like a man, though. Yeah, he does. So so far, nothing, no real issues with him. As a, I mean, he's a kind, he's a kind character. We see that when he's uh, interacting with the old man Robert, and um, <laughs> and so and also he's. We saw how judo pilots is eight at the start. Amro wins that easy. Okay. Yeah, Uso, he's okay. He's okay. I don't like his haircut, but he's okay. Oh, come on. He's a bull. Oh, come on. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks fine in the hat. He looks kind of cool with the hat on. The ha- yeah, the hat's fine. Like, I don't think it looks fine. But he's still I like how he zips really the jacket up when he's flying. That's pretty cool. No, um, yeah, pretty much like you guys said. He's he's a kind boy. He's a soft boy. I think that's uh, probably the best thing about him. He's not annoying. Yeah, he's not an, he's not an abuser. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> gotta, yeah, a domestic abuser. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and he's like, he's always playing house with Matt Jedi Master Shock T. <laughs> Alright, let's just move over. Alright, so, like the Federation, like the AU, the League Military has a bunch of kids with them, or whatever. So, I will actually say that I did not find any of the kids annoying. I have have some issues with Shakti, and again, as Orpeza mentioned, the kid, the baby, is uh, crying a lot. What's his name, Carlman? Carlman. Alright, so, uh, Mark, I'll, I'll let you ex- explain the issues with Shakti. Shakti is, uh, the recurring annoying character of the series. Um, 
sometimes it's the main character, you know, sometimes it's a side character. And this time it's a side character, and Shakti is that side character. Uh, she it just doesn't, she just like wanders around the whole time we've been watching. She's just been driving around doing absolutely nothing except for having that baby on her back asking people for milk. <laughs> like, it's just... And she's like, it's kind of setting up that she's more important. That she's related to some people, some of the people in the um, League Mill or not the League, the Zanscare Empire. Like maybe, she, I don't know. It's, it's like her mom might be one of the leaders or something. Um, that's what I'm getting. Uh, but so far, she's just she's she's looking for her parents, and it's just so is. But so is Uso, and she's just not doing as well as he is in that respect. She's just kind of being annoying. Every time she comes on, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> oh, that's almost every time, dude. Yeah, she's there a lot. So, so what, Mark, what about the other kids? Odello, Susie, and uh, Warren. And any issues with them? I, I, I kind of like Odello because he kind of punches out Uso, and it's always nice when, when the main character gets punched out. Yeah, he's cool because he he is kind of protecting the other kids, so he actually has a reason to do some of the things that he does. Usually the, like, Beach Armando, they were just being annoying, just to be annoying, and, like, sabotaging everything, but, you know, he he's actually got a re- he's trying to keep those other kids safe and in line and um, get them to where they need to go. So when he does something that's a little, you know, abnormal, like fighting Uso, he has a purpose behind it and it makes it to where you don't hate him. All the kids also seem to know how to use military, some military weapons and Warren <laughs> used the bazooka on one of the, uh, the motorcycle things. So, hey, they're helpful at the very least. Yeah, they're, they're actually helpful. Brother, you got anything to say about the, the little children? Um, which, one, I thought... which, one, which one do you want to die? Um... <laughs> I don't have any innate desire for any of them to die. I, if I had to pick one, probably Odello. Why? Um, so cool. I wanted the pilot of Gundam, I swear. Eh, he wasn't that cool. He's yeah, fuck you too, man. <laughs> no, but I... Okay, well, what do I have to say about them? I really don't have much to say about them. I kind of just feel like they're mostly just there. Uh, again, I just... I didn't feel very compelled to like anyone or to think that they were doing... Or Yeah, they're helpful, like when a crisis comes up or something, except Shakti. She just kind of just fucking drives her Dragon Ball scooter all over the place. Bring <laughs> so, the Dragon Ball scooter. Just real quick, this is completely off topic. So we see floating vehicles piloted by both the kids by shakti and by a bunch of other people they're in town at one point and the vespa are in motorcycles like actual motorcycles with wheels that are on the ground why they drive trucks don't they yes uh, i mean yeah but still see they're cool whatever Akira just came out man <laughs> oh it didn't came out a couple years ago man they're cool <laughs> whatever back to the kids um okay let's see yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on them. They're there and they're not horrible. That's the best thing All I right, can say about All right, let's talk about them. the adults. Oh, wait, wait. I do have one thing to say about one of them. Uh, Susie is funny because cause when she, like, cries and doesn't move when, when there's a crisis happening. <laughs> and she's just, like, they're trying, to, they're trying to haul ass and she's just, like, hugging a tree and Odella's trying to pull her away. <laughs> and then... She's just, like, wandering around at night, and she's, like, about to drop a colony in the middle of the hall. <laughs> so, she's funny. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the adult. Oh, she gets a drink at a bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it. All right, I'm uh, done. <laughs> All right, so, what do you think about the characters, like, Miss Marbet, like, Oliver, and the Shrike team? Or, Pez, I'll let you talk about the Shrike team first. Go. Well, I was going to say about Miss Marbet first. Hey, first off, I like... 
first off, I like Mrs. Pancake. She's way cool, um, except that she just always has, like, a problem with her leg. I don't know what happened to her. She got shot or something. Shot. Yeah, yeah, she got shot. And she just always has a problem. Like, And then there, it reminds me of when somebody's bitching and moaning about the kids. Oh, the kids should be fighting and all this stuff. And Miss Marbet is just kind of, like, always <laughs> conveniently injured. <laughs> um, and nobody else wants to do shit, like none of the other adults. Um, and, yeah um it's silly <laughs> anyway moving on to the shrek team simp for them simp for them oh jeez. well they're all talented they're a gossipy bunch a gossipy bunch uh they're all pretty cute the main one uh the junko chick she's she's pretty pretty bae um they're not uh i mean they haven't been a hindrance so far i don't know i really can't say too much i don't feel like simping so much just because like the only one that i can really simp for is that main one but it, not too much even happens, and I'm not giving it a lot of a reason to simp. I don't think that her character is, like, super outstanding in any kind of way. I don't think simp for she... Haman, who didn't do anything when you saw her. Yeah, but <laughs> Haman has presence, dude. Haman has the presence of a beast, of a fucking queen. Like, Haman just stares at you and has this ferocity and this aura. She has she has everything for She doesn't have to do anything, yet she has everything. And you just see it, and it just radiates off of her character. And that's why I sent for her. That's All why right, Haman-sama can step on my Back face. On Anyway, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, the the main one is cute, uh, they don't make anybody's life any harder, yeah, they're there, they're the, you know, yeah. <laughs> I like that you mentioned Haman just once, and the guy starts I saying, know, I shouldn't, I'm never gonna say that name again. What about the pimp, Mr. Oliver? What do Shit, I don't even remember who he is. That's enough. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> uh, so all these characters, uh, they're kind of there. I don't care about any of them, really. The Shrike team is kind of okay. They're, they're pretty... I mean, it's cool to see that they're actually talented. Um, they, they mention in the show that uh when helen goes down i think helen was the one who went down right yes. yeah so when she goes down they said that she's skilled because she hit the like a portion of the enemy suit that wouldn't explode because she hadn't yet died so she was aiming to to disable it and not hit the core to not kill the both of them so when um but she actually ended up dying from uh a strike from the suit but she was she was skilled enough to not hit the core so they're obviously talented. Um, Oliver, he's just... He doesn't seem that creepy, so when she called him a pimp, I was like, what? Um, he seems like he's, he's he knows his stuff. I will also be clear once more. Uh, Miss Marbet, for, I guess she has something going on with Oliver. She was a little jealous, so when he walked up to the all-female Shrike team... That he made. That he made. Miss Marbet said, he's like a pimp. Yeah, but when, you, when someone says that, you think they're, like, sleazy. But he, like, doesn't care about the Shrike girls, like, in a romantic way he cares about marbet in a more in a romantic way so i mean he's respectable in that regard and uh marbet i mean like jose said she kind of she's disabled at the moment so hasn't really i mean but she's still flying around and piloting mobile suits into combat and stuff so she's not a wimp she reminds me of that what real quick she was in one of the uh extra victory gundam in soda 11 i believe along with oliver so in maxi boost she is also in maxi boost (laughs) he reminds me of that uh keith chick from stardust oh no well 
Gimora, and I can I can see why you say that because she's dark like her. She's but... tall and she's oh my god, she's tall and imposing. She is not imposing. She's sweet and gentle. Yeah, she is not imposing. She has like a leader mentality, like Mora did. She has like a motherly kind of approach, oh in my, my opinion. Gosh. She is tall. okay. Fine, whatever. <laughs> You're gonna cut that out, Mark. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's get into a character that's that seems like she she's supposed to be important, but she's also like not really there. Katarina Luce is the daughter of a store owner and Uso's pen pal. So when I original before we started the series, from what I got from Maxi Boost and whatever little snippets. Maxi Boost. <laughs> Maxi Boost is our Bible. If you haven't figured that out, everybody. Gundam versus and Maxi Boost is our Bible. Listen, the most experience me and Jose have with Gundam have, comes from Maxi Boost. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. This is true. Anyway, I figured she was going to be like some type of uh, military daughter or royalty, but she's just the, sto- the daughter of a door. <laughs> kind of wealthy. Yeah, she's the daughter of a merchant. I expected her to be like more more important than just Birchett's daughter. Either way, she's kind of cold. She she does seem to like Uso. She doesn't want him piloting the Gundam. And uh, she gets captured. So what do you guys think about this character? And what do you guys think about her little uh, apparently a spy mission? That's just Here, Mark, Mark can expand on her. So I'm just going to save my, my bit. Um, she, uh, she better turn into a real good character uh, or show a lot of skin in order to be likable. He's already because... freaking pre-ordered the figure. He, she better be cool. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I just don't like her in a lot of ways, honestly. Like, um, honestly, not even if she showed some skin, I don't, I don't think she can sway me. Um, like, there's still many episodes, so you know things can still definitely change for sure. She can be like the opposite of Rekawa. You know, she can be shit in the beginning, and then she can get really good. But just off of these episodes, I don't really like her. I just think she's cold. She like asks for the literal impossible. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing anything because you're a kid. But, you know, there's like, it's basically giving him, she, like, if they gave her the option, the realistic options, here's what it'd be. It'd be, A, I don't pilot anything and we all die. Or B, I pilot it and I might die, but I'll protect everybody else that I care about. So, I just think that she asked for the impossible. She lets dumb shit happen. Like when when they got when she got uh kidnapped by what's his face. She just stood there. Uh she was like just making small conversation with Chronicle and it's just like I don't know. I just feel like she's trying to demand a lot of respect. She's like one portion of of uh you know other good characters <clears throat> in the series. Um I feel like she was trying to be cold like and calculative like more like a Haman type of character, but um she just kind of seems cold and dumb because <laughs> she just asks for the impossible and asks blatantly obvious questions. Why are you fighting? Well, gee, because they're fucking shooting at us and trying to kill us. I wonder why else. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. Um, that's really all I have to say about her. Mark? Can you expand? <laughs> I don't know if I can expand. I mean, she's pretty bland. She's cold. She has, like, zero personality. Um, kind of seems like she wants to side with the bad guys because they, like, said something to her that could be a lie, and she doesn't even challenge it. She, They're just like, yeah, we want to protect the Earth. And she's like, no, I'm on your side. Ready? Let's go. And so it's kind of weird to 
I mean, her dad was in talks with them. So is she, is she a bad guy? Is that kind of her background? Um, Her father was in talks with them to escape since the Federation was, of course, doing jack shit. But she was very mad that he was talking to them and ran away, basically. Yeah, but still, I mean, she's kind of, so far she hasn't done anything to show that she's on Uso and them side other than kind of is shows concern for the kids a little bit and but she's ready and willing to to switch sides and and lead no because she leads chronicle to their house and it's like there's the illegal immigrants get them it's like what <laughs> so yeah i don't know she can't Top she's 10 not, anime betrayals yeah definitely so that's all i had to say about her really i don't I, she's so far she hasn't really done anything but betray them and have a gun pointed at her. Alright, so the one character I said that I only cared about is Chronicle Asner. So honorable and dutiful Lieutenant Junior Grade Chronicle Asner. It's like Ko. No, because Ko got demoted back because th- that stuff never happened. <laughs> oh yeah, damn, he, he hella got cucked. Right, so I uh, it is I, I keep saying that I like Chronicle, but I, I really have nothing much to say. He is he I would say he's probably closest to Shar, at least the Quattro version of Shar. He's on like, like I said, he's honorable. He will protect the kid if they're about to be crushed by falling debris. He as as Jose mentioned earlier, when Susie was about to drop a colony, he did point her to a to a bathroom. <laughs> He, 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 I, I, he's not bad. I like him. I got, I don't got much to say about him being good because he gets fucked up a lot by Uso. But, uh, what do you guys think about our little mask wearing boy? At least he can sneak into places and shoot people like with a gun. <laughs> so I'll give him that. Uh, he's got red hair. That's neat. <laughs> That's really not fun. It's like yeah, uh, Paul fun. Revere hair. <laughs> He's got it, like, tied in a little, like, 1700s ponytail, yeah. He's got, like, a Ryu Hayabusa mask from the OG Ninja Gaiden. So, Uh, what the fuck's the reason he's wearing that? When he first put it on, he said he doesn't want to breathe the air of Earth or something like that? Yeah, he said it's nasty air. He's like a world noble from One Piece. Typical space noise. (laughs) Yeah, he's, um... Um, he's got like some faux, um, like when I say faux, like, like not real. Yeah. Fake, uh, what am I like, uh, presence, I guess to him. Like the other characters act like, oh, they don't care about him at all. Like he's weak. He's nothing. But in the presence of him, they like pretend that they respect him. So the thing is, he is the brother of their queen or whatever. Yeah, and then I was going to say that next, but yeah, so because of that, he has faux respect. And so <laughs> when they're alone, like that one time when that guy thought he brought Kata Gina over to like rape her, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's what it's. I know. I he know. does. Yeah. I so that's. Bring it up, so when that happens, they, they obviously don't respect him in that situation because they're trying to, you know, I, the guy right. points a gun at him, kill him. But the other oh, guy. What? And then the. the their, their captain uh shoots them. yeah and i think that was just to keep the images up you know and he's got his own sense of you know code of conduct as we see later when the captain fights uso and learns that he's a little kid and kills himself because he can't imagine war well it wasn't even that it was like he can't imagine that a child has fi- had to fight in the war Oh, so is. by the way, I mean, guy's name was Gira. Gira. Yeah, I so wrote it down because I after after the uh, killing himself with a grenade, I went back and looked up his name. I felt it was going to be important. So yeah, uh, Chronicle has I don't know. He's, he's he kind of seems like he's uh, messes up a lot in their in their ranks, and they're trying to figure out what to do with him because they can't you know they can't turn him away because he's technically like royalty or whatever. 
but they also don't respect him because he's not the best pilot. I mean, he gets whooped by Uso multiple times. He actually gets Uso lands in his suit or lands on his suit, climbs up to the cockpit. The door opens and Uso throws him out. And that's the first, that's like the second thing we see of him. So isn't he supposed to be good? I thought the, the Shocky was supposed to be a prototype going for a test run. And I thought, I thought Chronicle was like some super ace pilot. And that's why he was piloting. I don't know. Or he's uh, got that ching ching and they're trying to get some of that money or clout or whatever. So I don't know. He's not, he's not bad, uh, but so far, like the rest of the characters we've talked about, he hasn't really done too much um, in turn, like to, to gain my interest or respect. Right, so there are a few, a few other villains that we see. They don't know, they don't do much, but uh, they have Haman very, clone. a Haman clone named Fala, Fuala, or something like that. We got Sergeant Dupree, who I, I, I think gets shot down and dies. It, it's not stated. And one particular dude, I have to look up his name again because I don't want to mess P- it up. Pippin, 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 So I just wanted to. They, they don't do much. I just wanted to bring it up because of the, uh, the unfortunate names that we tend to harp on. Kakrikan. Yeah. So as Mark mentioned, there is what seems to be a Haman clone in Fuala. Are you guys expecting, like, anything? Do you think she might be? That answers my question. Well, you you see people like Jose Sim for Haman. So I'm pretty sure they realized that Haman was liked and brought her back. As uh, as this character, yeah, <laughs> so just, you know, just like we learned earlier um, with that whole like lesson, the Tomino Walmart is version continuously of going down in quality. So uh, he brings out this this Haman knockoff. Yeah, this is great value Haman clone. <laughs> um, she sucks. She's boring. Um, I thought that he was trying on anything. Exactly. Um, she doesn't have. She doesn't even have the presence. I feel like she's trying too hard. Got those bags uh, under her eyes, though. Come yeah, on. Yeah, she's got those bags. She's trying, but you know, it ain't for everyone, girl. What did What did Demi Lovato say? Uh, it's everybody's dream, but it's not meant for everyone. Yeah, this is one of the chicks. It's not meant for you. Not meant to be Haman. You got the purple hair, sure, but it's more than just the purple hair. Uh, you know, and she's just, uh, with that thing, she's just tried it. She tries to be quiet and like calculative also kind of like Haman. Uh, but then I, I felt like I was getting a little bit of some Shara vibes from her. Cause she was like walking around with her damn stick. <laughs> like she wanted to smack people with it. Like some kind of nutty dominatrix, like, uh, like, uh, Kara. Uh, but you know, she, she's not, she's not anywhere near as nutty or crazy or interesting or fun um she just like was trying to be multiple things at once and was failing in every single one of them and uh you know she just sucked she's just disposable she's uh she's worth less than a used razor blade um oh my gosh (laughs) right there she is kind so susie mistakes her for a for her sister oh yeah that's true and afterwards she treats her to a chocolate sundae a a beer a beer yes beer (laughs) she gives a little child a beer uh, I, I I think she also pays for Odell and Warren to have a meal. Either way, she she seems kind. She seems to be against the guillotine being put in town. Yeah, she doesn't like it. Other than that, uh, we haven't seen much more about her. So uh, hey. things can still change. Maybe so. she will be like, come on, maybe 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 some, maybe sometime soon, Jose will be wa- asking her to step up. I don't think it'll get to that point, but it's possible from her kindness that she can become likable. So I'm hopeful for that. Now that you reminded me, because I totally forgot that whole thing, which is funny that I forgot it because it's like in episode 12. Fucking sad. Yeah, exactly. 
it just goes to show how much I fucking remember about the series. <laughs> but yeah, so she can still turn around and in a positive light. But yeah, I feel it would be very hard for any of these characters to go down aside from a Katagina. <laughs> And with that, I think uh, we'll wrap this up. We all thought this one was going to be a short one, but it looks like uh, it turned out to be fairly long. So, oh, oh um, you, you're calling this? You thought it was going to be short after Orpeza went on some <laughs> rant and pretty much covered the entire stuff I was going to talk about. My bad. <laughs> Uh, with that i guess we'll see you guys next time in part two of victory gundam where we will be covering i believe 12 to 13 yep so 12 to 25 and um yeah so go ahead and give us a follow over on instagram where jose has been posting a lot of uh memes and stuff and uh notifications when a new episode's out yeah and gunpla um because we don't have a concrete schedule right now we're trying to figure that out with the uploads so uh, Jose will let you know when one pops up. Um, uh, but yeah, so go ahead and follow us over there and catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you wherever you like to listen to your shows. We'll be there. I just want to finish this so we can watch G-Gun. 